One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to the Delicious Podcast Christmas episode with me, Jilly Smith, with enough tips, treats and advice for the festive season to get you putting up a mistletoe right now. If you're planning a beef dish this Christmas, we've got a story virtually from the cow's mouth on why you should be buying pasture-fed in our producer feature with a delicious recipe for brisket from the farmer herself. And we remember some of the people for whom Christmas is more of a challenge. Plus, cooking for one of the best chefs in the world from this month's book slot, and tips from the delicious food team in the test kitchen on how to deal with any disasters on Christmas Day. But first, I caught up with delicious editor Karen Barnes to see what we can expect from the Christmas issue of the magazine, which one of Karen's Instagram followers described as the food version of the Christmas Radio Times. I found her just a little bit stressed as the deadline was looming. It's a case of the madly paddling swan at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Calm on the surface, madly moving around legs and brain in between. Yeah. Um, but yes. it's because it's so big, there's so much more in it, isn't it? The challenge for us is that our team remains the same size and the magazine's probably 20% bigger than usual yeah. and we have a, a fantastic meat supplement with this issue, a free magazine with this issue. And so it's a, it's a lot more work and you've got complexity, shopping guides, wine guides, every festive treat tasted here in the in the kitchen by the team and all the gifts that you can possibly buy. Yeah, because we, it's probably the one time in the year where people really do need help, don't they? They've run out of time, they need to consult a list. They want to know what to get. Yes, this year we thought it'd be much more interesting to write about all the slightly different things that would be worth making a detour for mm. so perhaps a, a sort of perfect ready-made fondue I've never seen anyone do that but Marks mm. and Spencer's is doing it this year mm. where you just melt it into submission and then dip in your bread um, and of course that's not for the Christmas table necessarily but it's for all the other meals around it that's the crucial part of the Christmas issue because there is so much more going on obviously you've got to do your lunch and you've got to do your your um, Boxing Day ham yeah. and your mince pies but beyond that it's all the in-between days that are as yeah. you say a real challenge when people just turn up unexpectedly or or you have a, a, a gathering of people in between you're not going to yeah. serve a big roast turkey again you want something else that's special mm. um, but manage to, manages to capture that moment in just the right way so mm. all of those things have we got the, the usual mix of lovely features 
We have a, a complete mix in the magazine. I think what we try to do each year is think about what Christmas means, and obviously it's not just about Christmas. There are other celebrations going on around that time, mm. like Hanukkah. It, these are times of um, making memories. Um, where whoever you're gathering with, even if you don't have any kind of religious belief, it's gathering people around a table and, and feasting. But also remembering that not everybody has that happy family moment going on and there are 900,000 people who have to work on Christmas Day. Uh, so we've done a feature with a chef who has to work on Christmas Day and also with a, a nurse who works in a transplant unit talking about the, the difficulties of actually um, bringing some kind of Christmas spirit to what is a very difficult situation. So we've covered all of those things and also talking about, um, you know, the different kinds of, of feasting and games that you can play and uh, films that you can watch. There are all sorts of delights within the pages. Alongside, we have a, an exclusive menu from Rick Stein with his sons and with wine tasting um, alongside from Charlie, his son. And um, we, we have Nigella's exclusive sanity-saving tips, which uh, are fantastic. Just lots of little ideas, that, again, for rustling up over Christmas. And we have some wonderful recipes from Nigel Slater, things to do with that panettone that nobody seems to know what to do with. We all love having one, but you <laughs> always end great, up with they? at least half of it left over. <laughs> so he's got some great ideas for what to do with that. Um, so there's so much, there's so much in it. Oh, and one feature I should mention is the gravy off, which is a bit of fun. Uh, we set up uh, Chef... Dan Doherty with his mother and we got each of them to make their gravy the way they would normally do it. Dan's, as you'd expect, is quite chefy, roasting off bones and making stock and doing all of that. His mother's is a much more traditional approach. And we put them in a kitchen, Dan's kitchen, and we got them to make their gravy and then judged which was the best. And Amazing. we'll have to read the magazine to find out who won. Absolutely. Essential reading. Thank you so much. Now, while you're planning your Christmas shopping list, you'll no doubt be thinking about where to get the best beef. So I went to meet Debbie Kingsley at South Yeoghan West near Tavistock to meet the legendary Red Rubies, Devon's award-winning beef. Debbie told me why happy cows make the most delicious meat. The steers go off for meat at 29 months. The heifer's sometimes a little earlier because the, ste- the heifer's like most females, put on slightly more fat, more easily. So if you want them, they're they're very lovely, buttery flavour, but they don't need to go up to 29 months. During that time, Debbie, they are completely pasture-fed? Completely pasture-fed. They spend their spring, summer and autumn grazing our pastures, which are herb-rich, lots of wildflowers. This particular field we're in at the moment is just ordinary grass. It's the last one, the growing of the season. And when they're in for the winter, they're having that grass made into hay or haylage. So, and they don't get any hard feed at all. Now, obviously, this kind of extensive farm is what we count as high welfare. It, we can put a higher price on it if we're going to eat more occasionally, but better meat. That's better for the planet. Is it better for you? Can you make enough money out of it? Um... Okay, well, yes, it is commercial. Um, you have to 
know your market so for example unfortunately I can't really sell much of my beef that locally because everybody locally as a farmer is producing their own <laughs> so uh, oh yes I think the majority of people particularly be oh good grief yes that's why we started keeping Devon rubies in the first place because it was literally the best beef I had ever eaten bar none and of course they're perfect around here because this is where they they're absolutely native to this particular part of the world mm. so they do this is where they're meant to be mm. and it's not just beef that Debbie is sending out in her boxes with all our beef boxes uh, I put lots of recipes in because people are getting unfamiliar cuts and they ring me up and say Debbie this has arrived it looks lovely I'm not quite sure what to do with it so we've met that head on and I provide loads of recipes most of which came back from, come back from my childhood something that I know is going to taste amazing isn't going to scare the horses is easy to cook might be long and slow cooking but we'll end up with a dish that is so delicious they'll want to come back and buy some more give us your favorite recipe my favorite recipe oh, brisket with herbie dumplings it is a wonderful wonderful cut and cheap mm-hmm. and pot roasted with all with vegetables you can grow easily in your garden like like carrots like um like onions like turnips celery um bay leaves fresh herbs normally thyme thyme is my favorite in there uh and some juniper and definitely you might sound strange some cinnamon Uh, and then the last half hour you put in your herbie or your mushroom dumplings and then slathered very generously with horseradish hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I am alone. Now I know it's true. There was a time when we were two. The first Those lines the of 96 we year old Bondalone's Ode to Loneliness. And a reminder that Christmas isn't a time of complete joy for everyone. Bob, who's a community champion for Esther Ranson's Silver Line, was married to Kath for 65 years before she died. But his loss led him to write the poem about loneliness, which hit an international nerve and propelled him to become a bit of a publishing and media sensation. It was published in China, Iran, Australia, America, France, Germany, and all all through Great Britain. Good heavens. And why do you think it resonated with so many people? 
um, because I think it strikes to the heart of loneliness. Mm. Um, and of course, Christmas is a time when that becomes even more acute. Christmas is a very, very difficult time. Uh, the first Christmas after Kath died, both our daughters um, asked, said, you've got to spend Christmas with us. Now, both our daughters uh, have fallen into the same uh, slot as having a big Christmas. Um, lots of lights, lots of presents, one or two trees possibly, um, and, and they inherited this from us. Even though he spends Christmas each year with one of his two daughters and the grandchildren, he still feels the gnaw of sadness. What usually happens, the presents are all round the base of the tree uh, and we sort of have a mid-morning coffee and then it's right, let's open the presents and the grandchildren then go to the tree, pick out the presents and then deliver them to mm. each one of us. Um, and that's, that hurts, that hurts me, definitely. Um, I can, you see, it's, it's so sad that Kath's not there to enjoy it. She had Alzheimer's. Was there a long time that she was here that you... Five years at least. Um, it, it wasn't until things got really bad that we suddenly began to realise, hey, what's going on? And when she was really losing her memory... Um, did you talk about the old days with her in this room? No. It's that, that is a thing that fills me with guilt. That uh, I, I didn't really realise what was happening. Now, there's nobody to turn to who will tell you what's happening. I mean, if somebody sort of said, look, old chap, get the photograph albums, talk to your wife, she's slowly beginning to lose her memory, and, and you've got to help with the past. And um, I'm afraid that I was either out shopping or doing a bit of cooking or mm. doing something. It's quite a large bungalow. There were mm. lots of things to be done. Yeah. I wonder if that's one of the reasons why you've been so busy with memories since. I think so, yeah. I, I like to try and sort of think that uh, her spirit is now still here. Mm. I, I, I want to say to people, you know... To elderly people, round younger than me, <laughs> 96, <laughs> there's nobody older, <laughs> hold hands, um, have a kiss, have a cuddle, be aware of one another. Um, the, the loneliness that hits you when you haven't got somebody to, to sit with, just to not even talk to one another. Mm. You see, beside me in her chair, she quietly waits our time to share Kath said to me, oh, some years ago, darling, when the time comes for us to go, can we mix our ashes and, and, and be together and snuggle up forever and forever? Coming up, the cookbook author who's married to one of the best chefs in the world on what she's cooking for Christmas. But first a reminder that for so many of us, eating out is what the holidays are all about. But for restaurateur Michael Daniel of the Gate in London's Islington, his only experience with special needs led him to taking extra measures to make sure that everyone could enjoy a meal out, at his restaurant at least. The whole idea sometimes of going out with a special needs child or, or friend can be so daunting you don't even want to go out. So we try to create an environment uh, where people can be supported with their needs 
when they come and eat in the restaurant. I asked him what he has to do to make a restaurant special needs friendly. Uh, the waiters are trained in a, in a sort of A to Z of, of a formula of, of what to do when, from picking up the phone and making the booking and making, obviously, a note on the booking that we have an autistic person coming in, so there'll be extra attention and awareness to that customer and their needs. I think people are often, especially, like to control their environment. Often they, they want the food separated. People can be fussy, but they don't want food touching. So we'll put, you know, the, if it's beans or rice or salad or, or whatever it might be, we'll put it in separate dishes so it's not touching. If you can keep the environment sort of on the table quite sort of calm, then it's okay. You give people a corner table where they feel secure. Um, you can always you can always add something that will calm someone down in another way. And what about? I mean, I imagine I've got friends with children who've got special needs and they avoid going out because children or so anybody with special needs can be erratic, for example, in their behaviour. How do you deal with the other customers? Well, I think everyone has to be accepting and accommodating in society at large of everybody because we're all here and we all have a right to be here. I think it's as simple as that and everyone should be treated with that respect as a human being. Now, you are part of the Sustainable Restaurant Association. How does that fit with looking after special needs customers? Well, I think the, the whole concept of the Sustainable Restaurant Association and a sustainable business is on every level. How can you make your business more sustainable? I think from a hospitality perspective, there is no greater opportunity than to treat every guest with what they're looking for and the, you know and, and their needs and and give them an experience of, of communication and connection because we get so few opportunities to communicate and understand each other what's it like to cook a christmas feast for the family when your husband is one of the best chefs in the world nadine levy redzeppi is married to renee redzeppi who hit the number one spot no less than four times with his restaurant noma in copenhagen but now Nadine has written her own cookbook, Downtime, which Nigella says is full of heart and which Jamie Oliver calls a wonderful collection of home-cooked meals. Before she told me what's on her Christmas table this year, she remembered the first time she ever cooked for Renee. I was, I was quite nervous the first time I was going to cook for him. I'm not going to lie. Um, so I decided to cook something for him that... I had cooked a million times and that went all the way back from my childhood. I'm not going to try and do something particularly to like impress him. Mm-hmm. So I chose to make a pasta sauce with chicken livers. Mm. Which, like, is, which is in the book. Yes, it's in the book. It's one of my favorite recipes. And I was like, I bet he won't see, like, you know, me, very often. me <laughs> like 19 years old, cooking chicken livers. Yeah. Because people don't have a tendency to eat awful very much in Denmark so I was like okay this will this will be the surprise <laughs> so I went grocery shopping a little behind schedule as always um, and usually I would use tinned or canned tomatoes for this dish and I was standing there in the supermarket and I was like I, I can't buy these like <laughs> what, what will he say what will he think that that's when I got like a little bit panicked I was like I so uh, I went over I found some nice tomatoes chopped them up once I had fried the livers, the spices, I was ready to go. The second I put the chopped tomatoes in the dish or in the pan, I was like, I should not have done that. Like right there, I was like, obviously I should have boiled it into a sauce and then put it in there. So slightly panicked in the kitchen because everything got watered out by all the water in the tomatoes. 
And I had to start out by serving the dish in the way that I did not want to start by saying, well, you know, this is usually better. It worked. Of it did course. the trick. Listen, cooking for anyone <laughs> is an act of love, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. So the big question, who cooks the Christmas feast in the Red Zeppi house? My mother and I do the Christmas cooking. It's nice. It's one of these things where traditionally in Denmark you will have roasted duck or pork roast. We always have goose, actually, that we stuff with prunes and apples and some herbs, whatever we have around. And then you, I think the one twist, we have boiled potatoes with brown sauce made from the fat from whatever mm-hmm. roast you have. But we have caramelized potatoes. So it's small... <laughs> Small potatoes, it could be asparagus potatoes that are peeled in like they're in caramel butter, and then you have that with lots of the brown salty sauce. Amazing. Then you have red cabbage, which takes like two days to make. Mm. It's not difficult, it just is a process because it's slightly pickled, so it needs okay, to ferment it. a little bit, and then you heat it up. Okay. And then you can cook it down with different things to change the flavor a little bit. You're not vegetarians, but you only eat meat about twice a week. Is there a reason for that? Well, there's a lot of like focus on the environment, and I think eat less meat, but really good meat instead. And I mean, just making maybe the vegetables or grains or whatever it is be like the main part of the meal, and the better the meat is, the richer the flavor is, and you make a pan sauce out of it mm. after you've fried it or you've roasted it in the oven. Mm drizzle that on your vegetables you don't need all the meat mm. and you do things like there's one of your recipes you use uh, less beef and you use more lentils maybe it's a different mindset but it's not difficult to to do this with vegetables and grains now you make it all seem very easy but <laughs> i you know maybe renee's just a lovely guy but actually a lot of people don't cook because they feel the pressure to cook really well and if they don't feel they can do it they don't cook at all yeah living with one of the best chefs in the world. Tell me about pressure to cook well. I think most chefs are just super happy that someone is cooking for them and to have a home-cooked meal rather than something that they cook all day at their own restaurant. Most of them have a tendency, if they don't have a family, they have a tendency to going to a restaurant on their day off, so they don't cook much at home. So having something completely different from what you're used to is just something that you're very happy with. Yeah. And and that is the point, isn't it? You know, to anybody who feels a little bit worried about cooking, probably not going to be buying Delicious magazine if they're thinking that way, it has to be said, <laughs> or even listening to the Delicious podcast. But it's about love, isn't it? It's about giving. I think so. And, you know, I think you're not a particularly nice person if you're going to complain about someone who tried to cook for you. Like, I'm not sure you want to invite that person over again. Like, yeah. you... You spent a lot of time, you went grocery shopping, you thought about what you were going to cook, you cooked in your kitchen. Like, screw those people. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, we're in the test kitchen to get some essential tips from the delicious food team, Jen, Lottie and Livy, on how to avoid disasters this Christmas. But not before a reminder that it can happen to the best of them, as acting food editor Jen tells us. We all have our mistakes. We've all been there when something's gone wrong. I had the year where my um, electricity just went off. Power cut on Christmas Day, and I had a turkey. I barbecued it. (laughs) I had to joint it first to fit it on, but we did it. Um, We cooked this stuff as much as we could on the hob, and uh, lo and behold, at four o'clock, it was all back on and candles were dispensed with. And so to some practical tips, what would Jen and Lottie do if they ruined the spuds? If you've overboiled them, 
we, you know, um, we, they, they just really make much nicer <laughs> potatoes in the end. You just might get some slightly smaller ones, really. Yeah. So you'll just have to do maybe do another extra panful because everyone will and demolish the bits them. That come off, um, yeah. they actually turn really crispy in the pan anyway. So it's never a fail. No, if anything, they just make really dry. Get them really dried <laughs> off, really, back in the pan, isn't it? Always um, steam dr- them. steam them dry. Yeah toss them in hot fat use tongs if you've really uh, overworked them slightly and Lottie is just as positive about gravy something that can go wrong is gravy and actually we've hit that one quite a lot in the issue this year um, and I think one of the worst things that happens is maybe a bit of lacklustre in flavour and if you haven't used all your juices from your turkey or maybe it's gone lumpy and you can't get rid of those uh, annoying lumps um, things like that 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 can often be a problem which is always resurrected with a sieve (laughs) some good juices red wine is always a winner or sherry even a dry sherry is my favorite I've got sherry everywhere (laughs) (laughs) what about if you're boning the the meat isn't it going to have less flavor Livy? Um, I think what you lose um, in flavour in the brown meat, you can definitely make up for in stuffing. So the one that we've done this year is um, is a parcel, and it's got some gorgeous sausage meat stuffing in the middle. And that creates some lovely juices as well, which really contribute to your gravy. So I think a lot of people prefer breast meat anyway, but it's a really good option to add a little bit of flavour by adding some sausage meat and some stuffing. Sprouts, how do you make them amazing? Stir-frying um, sprouts or cooking them quickly in a pan. Um, the other way, adding some sweetness. So, so whether it's some pomegranate or orange zest or um, something which has a bit of citrus or zest to it always adds a bit That's more flavour nice to it. It's alternative to adding the bacon, actually, yeah. isn't it? Because often you go with the salty, kind of oh, crunchy, so but actually your... the sweet would be... If you've got your bacon covered in your sausages mm. and on your turkey, yeah. which lots of people do, um, more bacon, which is never a bad thing, but for a bit of fresh and cr- crunchy, it's quite nice to That's go probably down that route. Vegetarian entertaining as well. Because yeah. we've got some lovely showstoppers for vegetarians this year as well. One is actually vegan. Um, we've used a pastry, which is a brand leader on the market, and it's got no dairy in it, so it's suitable for vegans. And we've made a pie that you, you know, I think you would fill quite a lot of people um it's thickened with a uh, beetroot juices um and it's yeah it's very very good recipe uh, there's a roulade not suitable for vegans but vegetarian great for boxing day the roulade because it can be made in advance and left in the fridge and it slices really well it's good for sharing and we've got a nut roast that's uh, taken a bit of inspiration from the persian craze mm. with lots of lovely pomegranate molasses and halloumi in there which really adds a, a really nice salty flavour that's, <laughs> that's Lottie's favourite yeah. well my favourite yeah Lottie's <laughs> favourite make, make the nut roast um, and it can be served with all the usual trimmings and lovely vegetables thanks for listening to the delicious podcast we'll be back next week with extra portions of some of our favourite interviews so do subscribe via iTunes or your podcast app to make sure you don't miss a bit and here's a festive wish from one of our guests this year but who is it? Very, very happy Christmas to all the readers of Delicious. Happy Christmas! To find out more and to hear more mystery guests, keep your eyes and ears on our Twitter account. Have a very lovely Christmas. Hold up! 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.